thank you for joining us for this episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with Voice Matters, and my ever-steady co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. Hi, Karen. It's another episode. Here we are. Hello, Michelle. We are here. We are steady eddies. What's the female version of that? Is it steady Edwinas? I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we can think of something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm so happy creative like that. I'm so happy to be here. You know, the older you get, the more you celebrate every single day that you are waking up and jumping out of bed. Woohoo! <laughs> That's a good motivator. I, I will say it's true. It is yeah. true. I for, I, I'm going to totally bobble this point because I forget the meme. It was something. Oh, I think it was a Marcus Aurelius quote, actually, something about something to look forward to each day. He was for for an ancient dude. He he has some timely advice. And I thought, yeah, yeah, I think I shared it with the with my thought of, yeah, okay, I'll tell myself this on Monday morning. Okay, Marcus Aurelius. We're live. We're here. And we are doing something that we love. We love this podcast. We love getting together and chatting. Just inviting a few of our friends to listen in with us. Yeah, so we hope uh, you are ready today. We are spurred on by a couple of reports from Cision and Muckrack talking about the state of journalism today, which, you know, as we all know, if you're listening, you may have already made a face of, ugh. But hopefully we're just going to talk about this a little bit and try and bring out some of the brighter points to keep our tools sharpened. Yeah. And, you know, I think as both of these reports mentioned, the more that we understand the challenges that journalists are facing, the more that we understand how to be problem solvers for them. Because, you know, obviously for communications professionals, journalists are definitely one of our audiences. And so it is important to learn how we can be more collaborative and more helpful. And there are a couple of points that really stood out for me that are troubling. Mm. All right. We'll do the bad news first. Hit, Hit me with the first point. Yeah. So the bad news is these studies show that, um, there is less trust, um, in CEOs as credible sources. Yeah, yeah, and, that one stood out for me yeah. as well. And, you know, aligned with that, this makes sense that one of the biggest challenges for that journalists said, you know, that they've um, experienced in the last 12 months, and this is from, I think, decision study, is that their challenge is maintaining credibility as a trusted news source. So you have them, you know, battling against misinformation, this label of fake news, combating those accusations and maintaining credibility and then not trusting that we are helping with that at all. So that's concerning. Yeah. Yeah. And I could totally see why. I mean, there are, there are the nefarious sorts out there who are all too happy to use credible news organizations to spread their misinformation and disinformation. And that's not to say that journalists don't fact check. You know, of course they do. But yeah, it's, it's, a, really, it's, a, it's a really tenuous spot, which puts us, the PR pros, in a really difficult situation. Because and, and I hate to say this because I know that, you know, 
the majority of our audience. There are some that are, you know, coming up in the profession and emerging. The majority of our audience knows this, but I think it's always good to remind ourselves too, because in the heat of the moment, when we get, you know, we deal with a lot of things that journalists do not realize. There is pressure from clients. There are the the demands that they don't see. There are the requests that, that we push back on. There are things that we educate about. But I think that it is critical, critical today to educate our clients thoroughly about the role that the media actually does play. The media is not your part of your marketing team. And unfortunately, if you don't have something that can advance a story forward, adds value, presents something that the reporters, readers will be interested in hearing, you're going to have a harder time getting coverage in credible publications. So to be credible, be credible. Right. Don't see this as an opportunity to push forward the name of your company. I'm in the muck with the rest of you people. I understand the struggle is real. And and I have beautiful clients, wonderful clients, as we all do. But we all know that sometimes it's really hard for companies to get out of their own way. You ask them a question and they immediately default to like company speak and the company line. And it's, and, and it's hard to say, no one cares. Talk to me about beyond your company. Talk to me about the issues that others in your industry are facing. Talk to me about the challenges your clients are facing. Give us a point of view of that. Give us some instruction, help us the way forward. It's, it is hard, but we've got to do the hard work because And especially in the season, we are now in an election season and we all know the battle for, what is that? Bandwidth? (laughs) The battle for the bandwidth of reporters is going to shrink. But also in this season, more than ever, we've got to be part of the fight disinformation solution. Oh, yeah. So we've got to help news organizations to truly be valued again and to be seen as credible. And we can be a part of that by offering up valuable, credible information you know, it's rough out there. <laughs> it is. It is. But but one of the the tools or the, or the brighter notions of these surveys, this is from Muckrack, is one way that our clients can help that cause. And rather than just, you know, casually think, oh, the media is just here to be my mouthpiece. Yeah. They said journalists as a whole plan to spend more time on YouTube, LinkedIn, and even TikTok. So, you know, as we've often said, every company has the potential to be their own media company by putting out your own information on your own channels. Well, journalists are planning on spending more time there, probably to learn more about you, maybe to vet you. So keep that in mind as a means of presenting supporting evidence or more deeper information as they consider whether to cover your story. Yeah. And I mean, you know, the Muckrock survey, I love this because I, I feel like, you know, journalists, they can, you know, they can sometimes not be fair to us in the way that they view us, but they also get us, you know, yeah. I consider them part of our people. 
And this was really cool. When asked, you know, about their optimism about their profession, 58% said that, yes, they were optimistic about the journalism profession. That That's more than half. So that's good. 42% were not, but that's okay. Things will improve. And, and understand that they're impacted by the same things that are impacting everyone else. They're seeing shrinking ad revenues, which means shrinking resources for them, more pressure with less resources, less job certainty. Many are switching jobs. Many are you know, trying to find other ways that they can make a living at doing the thing that they love doing. So it's, it's rough out there. It really is. It really is. You know, the, the more that the digital and print advertising landscape changes, the harder it is for all of us as a result, really. You know, even those of us in the communications field, those of us who do that kind of work with media buying, you're you're like, okay, I might be making this decision away from a print piece, but that means I am I'm creating my own trouble in the long term. Yeah, and I know, you know, just to, you know give you guys some positive ways that you can sort of combat this, you know, clients are going to be clients. Make sure that you are setting a tone consistently because unfortunately you say things in the beginning and it flies out of people's heads. So you have to consistently set a tone that public relations is not confined to media relations. And so we also have to look for more robust ways to tell stories to connect with our audiences. We have to be innovators and not just rule followers. We should be creating new paths forward when it makes sense to work with the media, help them by having, you know, publishable content. That is a game changer when you have good meaty publishable content. Don't limit the things that you pitch to just your client's point of view, reach into their client base, reach out to adjacent experts and enrich a story with credible sources. If you have a healthcare client and you're talking about an issue, grab a medical expert and get a publishable quote from that expert to really provide more meat to that journalist and to help them not to have to hunt down other sources. You know, again, it's all about credibility and quality information. That's going to speak volumes. Do provide them with rich sources from your from your own experts. So rather than just provide a quote, you know, I interview all of our um, internal experts and I have always for years used Otter AI to record and transcribe those calls, provide a transcript of the questions that you ask the experts so that because the journalists may find other nuggets within there, don't be afraid to give them, feed them a lot of things that can really help them to do their jobs. And, you know, again, in this season, it's about being, you know, creative, you know, maybe you add in an audiogram in addition to the things that you're sending. Um, We love audiograms. We do. (laughs) Yeah. you know, it, it all comes down to what are you trying to do as, what are your clients trying to do, right? They're trying to present themselves as the solution to their target audience's problems. So rather than just blasting, here's our new thing. Okay, well, why does that matter? What 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 pain points are is that going to resolve? And this is true for PR and marketing, right? How are you going to enrich or better someone's existence, whether that's making their business more money, making their lives easier, solving a, a major issue in society? 
how are you contributing? And, and like Karen, like you just said, adding all those different layers. Plus that helps the journalist. I mean, having something that well formed in story form, you know, if I'm a journalist and I'm just presented with a few pitch points, okay, now you do it or something that's crafted and really nearly ready to go which you know, in today's landscape, which are you going to be more inclined to go for? You know, I completely agree. And don't be afraid to help on things that have nothing to do with you. You know, yeah, you can help the journalist out and say, Hey, you know, I saw that you were working on a story. I know somebody that can be of help and and it doesn't have to be a client, you know, jump in to help on things, you know, check in with you're, you know, the journalists that you work with often and ask, what are they working on? You know, can you be of help? Can you be of assistance? And most importantly, let's all just always be respectful that we're all under the same pressures. Life is weird for every single one of us. (laughs) Journalists are human beings who are also going through the same challenges as the rest of the world. So be kind. And, you know, make the most of their time. Their inboxes are overflowing too. As someone who gets pitched a lot, I have a heightened sensitivity how annoying it is to just have your inbox clogged up by things because people had an agenda that had nothing to do with you. It's yeah. annoying. And, and, and having it hit you in your email, in your social media inboxes, And having to go to all these places and weed through a bunch of garbage can really, you know, make you not a nice person. It's (laughs) it's funny because (laughs) Cammie Liza did a newsletter this week and she talked about, you know, showing up in people's DMs and how she somebody who did that on LinkedIn. And she is the sweetest, but but I was laughing because I completely get it. You want to just go off on people and say, did you even bother? To yeah. read past sentence one, right? You're just showing like, up here, like, hey, let me sell you this. Like, I don't want that. No, no. And, you know, and the worst is when you go on trust. I think this happened more so on Twitter back in the day. All right, I'll follow you, and you immediately get the DM. Go buy my thing. I'm like, ugh. All right, goodbye. Block. Bye bye. <laughs> yeah, it's it's you know. So oh, again, be respectful, yeah. be kind be judicious, you know, and we really do have to be more thoughtful, more intentional in crafting those strategies for clients and make sure that they understand that PR does not solve every problem in the world. Make sure that you're attacking and, and being setting expectations appropriately about what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah. No, that that's very true. Very true. And I have to give a little demographic shout out to Generation X actually got mentioned in the Muckrack Executive Summary. <laughs> the journalists are looking, uh, are targeting both millennials and Gen X. They're their most commonly reported target audiences. I know it's sad, but it's just nice to be remembered because everyone seems to, between you and the silent generation and Gen X, it's like, hi, we're right, we're right here. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, I don't even know what to say. It is nice to be remembered because people really seem to forget that we exist. And and the really sad part is people have misconceptions and they target generations, which yeah. I think can really be a mistake because I agree. characteristics that are not confined 
no. two generations. So. No. I'll never forget. It was a conference or something. And the, one of the keynote presenters was, uh, I guess the millennial mom was the target uh, persona of the season and all the things they were ticking off that she wants. And I just said to my friend, I said, well, Gen X wants that too. We just don't talk about it all the time. <laughs> we're over here in the corner with our Billy Idol scowl, just getting it. <laughs> you know, that's something that maybe communication professionals can help open the eyes and illuminate the way that, you know, sometimes you're targeting people that are tech savvy. That's not limited to an age group. Goodness, no. No, it's not. There are people that share those characteristics. And I I don't know, we seasoned (laughs) solos maybe can show them what's up because we are (laughs) out here showing out and and living our very best professional lives. So cannot keep up. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know what? Right there. I mean, there's a hook. Why are personas always attached to age and station in life? Ooh. Uh, we need to change that. Life is changing. This is not yeah, exactly just because I I, I took over. a exactly just because I took a certain bunch of numbers on your form doesn't mean that my experience matches everyone within that, that space. Love so. it. Love it. Ooh. Love, that Ooh, love it. I need a nap now. That, that was a lot. <laughs> 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 well, we hope that this has been a valuable time for you. It's always good to check in just to see what the landscape is out there with, with our friends on the journalism side and, and always to be considerate of how we do our jobs and, in the way that we help our clients, but also that we help this ecosystem of journalism that that we that we of course depend on to to help us all thrive. So if you did find this valuable, we would love for you to share this around. Please share our podcast. We would just really appreciate it. We would we would make sure that somehow chocolate magically appears in your lives and all good things. <laughs> and hit us up at soloprpro.com. But you know, sign up for the newsletter there, check us out, leave questions, comments. And until next time, thank you for listening to That Solo Life. <laughs>